Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Your Success at Last DNA. Doing those necessary actions, getting those daily needed attitude adjustments that are going to give you that little boost, that little oomph, that little kick in your rear to do the things you want to do, to get the goals accomplished that you want to get accomplished, to dial in your attitude, all those great little nuggets that just make you a little bit closer to the success you're looking for. Me? Well, I'm your host, Tracy the Ace Brickman. Yeah, I'm back to myself a little bit. You can hear the tone of my voice changing. Oh, how about that episode? Whew, that last episode. Man, that was a little heavy, wasn't it? Well, for those of you that found it heavy, I'm real. I come at you um, all the, every single time just being me. That's why I say often, I'm not for everyone. And for, but for those of you that stick around and listen time and again, thank you. You are definitely appreciated. Uh, I, uh, I, I, can't, I can't express my gratitude enough. Thank you. It was very cathartic for me to be able to get on, do that episode, and uh, literally process some of those pretty heavy emotions and, and share with you in the process that maybe if you're going through something tough, uh, you'll get something out of that. And maybe you didn't get anything from it this time, but a month from now, you'll be going through something. Two months from now, something will happen in your world, and it'll be tough, and you'll come back to it. You'll either re-listen to it, or you'll just think back on it and say, yeah, he's right. If they can do it, I can do it. Okay? So, today's question. Every day we start with a question, right? Today's question is, what do you really want? What you, what you, what you want, what you want? Oh, boy, that was awful. What do you really want? So, after the podcast, over, just, just take a moment and pause. Break out your journal and write the question down. What do you really want? What do, and when you're writing it down, I want you to write it down in the uh, present and, and personal tense. What do I really want? What do you really want out of your life? What do you really want out of the next week, the next month, the next quarter, the next year? Hmm? Think about that and write that down. See, you, if you keep thinking about these things, if, if you really do the homework and answer these questions and seriously ponder them a little bit, I'm not saying you'll you know, uh, sit down in the meditative state and um, pondering them. I'm just merely, just take a moment to really think about them. What do you really want? And like yesterday, what do you really want? You need to change. Tuesday was, you know, what are you doing with your talents? And every Monday, how do you feel? How do you want to feel? If you seriously ponder these questions, your mind will start giving you answers. So you pay attention to those answers and take some action and think successfully. You'll, you'll, day by day, you'll be getting an inch closer, right? Stand up, take a step, and repeat. All right, so... Part of that today is expressing your feelings. You know what? This one takes courage. Uh, yesterday's podcast is a perfect example of that. You know, men are brought up that you know they need to suppress some of their emotions. They're not supposed to cry. And I know it's changed some over the years, and but in some areas it really still hasn't. Um, you're able to laugh. You're allowed to laugh a lot. You're able to be angry. That's allowed. But being hurt and, and, and being sorrowful and crying, not so much. 
Alright? So we're going to talk today about the benefits of expressing your emotions. See, life is full of situations where it is going to be difficult. It's going to be challenging to say what you really think. I know, I've been through them. I shared with one with you just recently, right? Just yesterday. But let's be honest. Sometimes silence is going to come at a far higher cost. Sure, I could have bottled all those feelings up and held them inside. I've done it before when my grandfather passed away. My grandfather passed away and I just held it inside. And I held it inside. And it must have been about, I want to say it was about a year and a half later. I'm sitting watching a movie. And something in that movie just clicked and set me off. And I started bawling like a baby. I, 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 it, was, it, was, it was scary how intently I was crying. It was a, it was, you know, like the little five-year-old that just got, got in serious trouble and put in the corner. He was trying to catch his breath kind of crying, right? I, I choose not to do that anymore. Here, here's another thing about, about expressing feelings. There was a, 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 an article not too long ago in the British newspaper called The Guardian. A nurse shared that one of the most common her deathbed regrets was failing to express their emotions, failing to share how they felt. Wow. I mean, if that's not telling, nothing is. So I want to share with you, some. first off, some of the benefits of speaking your mind. And then we're going to share some constructive ways of doing it. I just want you to start blurting things, right? So I want you to start learning the benefits of expressing your emotions. I'm going to give them to you first, right? Top five reasons to express your emotions. One, you're going to lead a fuller life. Two, you will be more authentic. Three, you'll start banishing your fears. You'll improve your relationships. And then finally, you're going to start helping liberating others. So let's go through this for a little bit. Leading a fuller life. See, if you dare to take on difficult issues, religion, uh, guns, politics, uh, I don't care, whatever it is, difficult issues in your world, you'll... You'll learn more about yourself. You'll learn more about your loved ones. You'll learn more about the people and the world around you. See, by taking on more challenges, you will help discover your true potential. But you got to be able to express your emotions to do that. Okay? Becoming more authentic. Right? If you habitually suppress your true feelings, yeah, you'll start becoming very unfamiliar with the very person known as yourself. You don't want that. No, I don't want that. No, shake it off. Right? But if you, to get to know the real you and to accept you for who you are, you got to start sharing who you are, right? Allow, allow other people to accept who you are for who you are, not behind the mask. Okay? You'll start banishing your fears. Fear and anxiety kind of starts uh, building up inside of you when you try to shelter yourself, you try to block yourself up, try to get between the wall and everyone around you. When you shelter yourself from A, the difficult truths and the challenges around you rather than just facing them right on, face-to-face, uh, toe-to-toe, nose-to-nose, knuckle-to-knuckle, right? When you see yourself negotiating, say, a disagreement with a, uh, a loved one or a boss, when you start working through those things, right, you'll start feeling more confident in your abilities. And you'll start taking on the bigger, difficult, more challenging issues. So we'll start cycling around, right? You'll start becoming more authentic. You'll start banishing your fears. And guess what this does next? It starts improving your relationships. Clear, 
Because clearing the air promptly, right, right away, can keep resentment from building up. I have no reason to start looking at 18 things you've done to me in the past because you never let them fester. Ooh, that's awesome. So ask your significant other to share in more of the, I don't know, the yard work rather than feeling like you're the martyr and you'll do it yourself or whatever issue it may be with you, all right? And then finally, I mentioned liberating others. Here's the thing. Courage is contagious, isn't it? You ever been around someone who was brave? You know, they're walking down the street and you're like a little shaky, but they're like, no, it's all good. And you, you know, maybe stand a little closer to them, walk with along in their stride. You start feeling a little braver. That's because courage is contagious. See, your willingness to be direct and honest makes it easier for others to do the same. All right? So, so like I said, those are the benefits. So let's chat a moment about some of the uh, I'm gonna call them techniques. Some of the ways to constructively share your emotions. And I say constructively share your emotions because I know there are people out there that say, "Oh, I was just sharing how I feel." Well, yeah, but you you know hurt five people in the process, right? There's a way to do it, and, and that's what we're gonna go through right here. Nine ways. First thing I want you to do is I want you to clarify your intention. Oh, excuse me, my goodness. Wow, I never burped from drinking Gatorade before. Anyway, I want you to clear <laughs> a little sidebar there. No editing here, right? <laughs> I want you to clarify your intentions, right? Everyone benefits when we devote ourselves to promoting the common good, the goodwill of everyone involved. And certainly it beats worrying about being comfortable or universally popular. So if you go into a conversation saying, hey, look, this is probably going to be difficult for about three seconds. Right. I'm going to share with you some, some a concern I have. Then we can work together to get it all figured out. What's far easier than saying, you know what, you're such a dummy. You see what I'm saying? And here's why I think you're a dummy. And here's how you're going to do it from now on. Right? That's not what you want. Clarify your intentions. Right? Bring the walls down. Okay. Number two, I want you to consider the risks involved. Because, let's be honest, there may still be situations in which you will need to choose restraint. But Tracy, you're telling me to, to, to share my emotions. Yeah, but if it's too risky, then perhaps you might want to back it off a little bit. You may have some valid concerns about something going on in your office or uh, in your neighborhood, but you know the person that's standing in front of you or that you have direct access to at this moment is probably not going to be very receptive. May even be combative about it. So find another route. Still, I want you to share your emotions, but maybe you share it with someone that can help you along with it, rather than someone that's going to be like this, you know, uh, a battle. Okay? Pick your battles, right? All right. Number three, I want you to take accountability for your own emotions. Ho, ho, ho. i got to say that one again. Take accountability for your own emotions, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm? State your feelings in a way that avoids putting the blame on everyone else. <sighs> yeah, it, it's it's not the government's fault. It, it's not your mom and dad's fault. I'm not even going to say it's your fault. It's not the universe's fault. It's not God's fault. It just is. Recognize that your unpleasant feelings have more to do with your mindset than all those external events, all those external things that you could be blaming it on. 
One of the greatest things that creation has given us is the ability to control what we think about. So recognize that your unpleasant feelings have more to do with your mindset, what you're thinking about, rather than those external events. All right? Now, as you do all this, I want you to start out small. It's okay then to start proceeding gradually. Maybe at first you talk to a best friend about how them showing up late for appointments maybe is making you feel a little uncomfortable. Or maybe there's a certain joke that they keep saying that you're like, you know, I'm I don't like that. It's funny. I just I don't enjoy it. I'd rather you didn't. Real friend would will stop doing that. Then, as you start feeling that little confidence build, you can start to approach people who are, let's say, less concerned about your real well-being. Employees, bosses, the lady at the grocery store, the person at the drive-thru, whatever. Okay? And then from there, I want you to practice regularly. Practice, practice, practice. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. You see, here's the thing. Like any skill, and it's a skill, open communications improve as you practice, practice, practice. I want you to keep your eye out for opportunities to speak up so that you'll be in a vocal shape, emotional shape, when those more difficult conflicts come around. If you wait to practice this, until that tough conversation comes along, you're not ready. You're going to swing and miss. So when the little tough ones come along, those little nuggets come along, oh, oh, that's no big deal. No, say something. Right? All the little ones come along, speak. Practice. Use those opportunities to practice, practice, practice. All right? While you're practicing, remain tactful. Okay? You may need to confront others with difficult truths, but I want you to pick a setting and pick the language and the style that will make the message uh, more palatable, more tolerable, right? More dealable, if that's a word. <laughs> and it, let's, let's be honest, if tempers are already flaring, perhaps you should give yourself a little time to calm down. And, and the other party as well. You may be fine. Maybe the other person is all upset. A little, a little time to calm down. And then speak privately. Okay? Try making requests rather than demanding changes. Because let me tell you, it's all about that, that attitude. If someone comes to you and says, Yo, here's what you're going to do. Oh, oh, you know, the, I, can, I can feel the defense wall going up. All right? Before I even finish the sentence. But they say, hey, could you do me a favor? No, there's a defense wall going down. Um, yeah, well, I, I, Probably what? What is it? Well, you know when, right? It's a little different, right? They're still sharing their emotions, they're sharing their concerns, or they're doing it in a tactful, respectful way. Okay, and that leads to the next one: respect others' boundaries. See, just because you've decided that you're going to become more forthright and you're going to share your emotions with the world. Other people still might have slightly different priorities, right? <laughs> Everyone's not going to be like you, otherwise you just wouldn't be as unique as you are, right? And you're you're unique, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, you are. That's why you're here. See, unless someone else's welfare is in real danger, be sensitive to the topics that they might leave, need to leave untouched. There's probably a lot of things going on underneath the surface, those little duck with their feet going like crazy, that you're not quite privy to, that are just, yeah, there's all kinds of things that can happen. So, I want you to respect those boundaries, 
with as much as you're able to. Now, listen intently. Okay? So, maybe they don't want to talk, but on the other hand, you might find others are more than welcome for the opportunity to be candid. Sometimes, TMI. Too much information. Way too candid. But, give them your full intention. Show that you're attuned. You're tuned in to their concerns. Uh, if you start feeling overwhelmed by uh, everything you're hearing, ask for time to reflect before continuing the discussion. Actually, one of the tactics I do is in the asking of time for reflection, I don't so much as ask for the time to reflect. Say, hey, here's what I've heard. Uh, here's what I'm hearing you saying. Here's how I'm interpreting that. And then you reflect it back to them. You share your uh, interpretation of what they just shared with you. Right? You share it back and say, hey, here's how I'm hearing what you just said. I'm not saying you give opinions. Or you just kind of reflect back verbally what it is you just heard them say. This allows your mind time to process it, right? as well as ensuring that they know you heard what they were saying. And if, sometimes it's even an opportunity for them to clear up uh, misinterpretations. Wow, oh, that tongue, my uh, tongue just tripped over my eye teeth because I couldn't see what I was saying. Okay, so listen intentionally. And lastly, here's one that most people forget about. I want you to, to, this isn't all about the bad news. I want you to share the good news too. Sometimes we tend to shy away from the pleasant things just as much as the unpleasant things. Maybe we don't want to seem boastful. Hmm? Right? I want you to get in the habit of handing out compliments. I love to do this. Right? Hand out compliments. Sincere ones. Honest ones. From the heart ones. But I want you to let people know how their kind acts improve your life and how much you care about them. Right? Just pay attention to one or two specifics about a person. And an opportunity will present itself where you can take that specific and use it in a compliment at a later time. Maybe you pay attention to a specific about their child, or about the clothes they wear, or about the car they drive, or about the husband they have. And I guarantee you, within a week or two, something's going to come back and say, you know what, you're, how is your husband? Or, I remember your husband telling me he's going to do this. And that guy, he's a great guy. And they're going to go, wow, he took the time to pay attention. That's good. That's still sharing feelings. That's getting open communications going back and forth. Here's the thing. If you want to live life to the fullest, I want you to get in touch with your true feelings. To do that, you're going to have to bring them out into the open. Let them shine in the light of day. Alright? This is going to enrich not only your experience, it's going to empower those around you to do the same. And isn't that the kind of wonderful spiral that we all want? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully. Let everybody know about it. And take action. Have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.